This podcast may contain adult themes and triggering topics. Please be kind to yourself if you get triggered by what we discuss. Also, this isn't a substitute for therapy or counseling. Please listen to the appendix at the end for some of our recommendations for resources that will help you find a qualified mental health care provider. Now, we take you to a time in the near future where emotional abuse has been appropriately deemed a crime and the survivors find a home to reclaim their lives and freedom. This is Haven, and these are the stories of the Reclaimers. Addie, where's Percy? Hey, Sonia. When was the last time you slept? It wasn't that long ago. It's not important. I need Percy. What's going on? What do you need? And no, sorry. I don't need her, need her. I need to tell her something. What? I figured out how to send her a calm wave. I've practiced with Jeanette, and I can do it even if I'm not in the room. I just need her to know where it's coming from since she can't read minds across space. Sonia, that's really sweet, and it sounds like you've been working hard on it. I have. Wait, what's the bundle? You doubt? Something about... Doubt? What is that? It's not doubt in your abilities. It's just that calm waves won't work in here. But Wesley had us practice and everything. We all got good at showing each other support. I really got it down. I'm totally ready. Right. And that's fantastic. It will help with Ashley or Truman or anyone else, but it's not going to help Percy. Why not, Addie? Percy is going to be in the room with her abuser. She's going to have to be doing all sorts of mental work just to keep the conditioning at bay. A calm wave isn't as potent when that mental work has to be devoted to maintaining a grip on reality. But not even Feeny? Feeny will be able to send her calming thoughts. Can you send her calming thoughts? When she lets me. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure she'll appreciate the calm wave, though. The gesture itself will tell a pretty important story. This is so frustrating. I agree. It really is. Okay. Okay, thank you for that calm wave. I guess I'm not doing a ton of mental work right now. It's not just the work. It's the terror, uh, re-traumatization, of being in the same space with her abuser again. Especially one like him. We've got some research that suggests that the level of psychopathy doesn't affect the trauma response of the survivor. It's the level of trauma bonding itself. It's why we don't treat survivors until they're no longer seeing or focusing on their abuser. Oh, right. No contact is the only way to truly begin healing. As much as possible, anyway. Right. So, is Percy okay? Yes. She's right as rain. Oh, hi! Hey, I was here, waiting. I... Alcorn said your transport would drop you here. I needed to tell you. That is, I wanted to share that I've got a calm wave and I know how to use it. Wait. No, I just... I wanna... (laughs) So I learned how to do a super effective calm wave. I mean... I just want to help. You are. Sonia, I've got this. I promise. And the calm wave? That's wonderfully sweet. I'd like you to focus your energy on yourself, though, okay? You deserve to have calm in this. Yeah, but it's not my abuser in there. You're so thoughtful. It means so much that you do this. You just did that calm bomb thing again, didn't you? Calm bomb? (laughs) Yeah, like that night in prep when Wesley taught us the mantra thing. Okay, I admit it. I created the calming space out here and just invited your anxiety into it. It's one of my favorite things she does. So cozy and hazy and lovely. It is very nice. Thank you. I feel... Well, I feel pretty darn peaceful. That's what. Good. That was the intention. 
No, I need a minute with Addy before we go in. Of course. Okay, yes, I'll be in there. I, uh, do you know where Wesley is? Last I heard she was going to be doing the press route on the front steps. Oh, yeah, I'll just wait for her inside. Sonia, you got this too. Thanks. Mm. Okay, you got me alone. What do you need? First, hi. Hi. (laughs) Thank you for being here. And missed opportunity to see the demise of the legendary Persephone Stubborn? Not on your life. (laughs) Your faith in my resilience is astounding and duly noted, (laughs) (laughs) smartass. I don't doubt your resilience. I doubt your ability to admit the need for help. Okay, okay. And what exactly would that look like if I did? It would look like you going to bed before 4 a.m. every night, for one, Mm. because you take in the relaxation suggestions Feeny found for you. It looked like you admitting that you're scared. What if I'm not scared? Yeah, okay. What if you're not? What if you're just responding the best you can to a credible threat? There's no good or bad way to handle trauma while one is being traumatized. Oh, good. We remember the training we designed for other survivors. Patronizing. You're resorting to patronizing. I'm resorting to whatever will help, sweets. Oh, Addie. Of course. I'm sorry. It is helping. You're helping me sort through what's... What's my Crofts and what's mine? Thank you. I love you. I love you too. There's one more thing. Dion had a panic attack this Wait, morning. What? Why? When you had that freak out you've been having every morning, he keyed into it today. Damn it. It's not my favorite thing that this is his first sign of using the receptors, but it is still something to celebrate that he feels bonded to you. Remember how worried you were? Yeah, I just. He doesn't deserve that. I'll start working with him on his block. And Savannah's really good at the formative stuff. I asked her to keep an eye on it today. Why we hired her, huh? Smart you. Are you okay? How are you feeling? I'm using the techniques I learned at the Haven to cope with emotions that come up. I just need you to deal with whatever that morning thing is so you don't catch Dion off guard again, okay? Done. I can do that. I'm sorry. Uh, Percy! I'm going to head inside and save seats for me and Feeney. From what I'm sensing, he needs you alone. I'm going to go save seats for us. I love you. Unconscionable. Keep that mantra, okay? Okay. I love you. I love you, too. Uh, Thanks, Addie. Uh, Alcorn sent me with a list of who's going to be leading the inquiry today. Is it good? Well, aside from one glaring inclusion, it's good. (laughs) We got Everett and Gold. Oh, I love Gold. She's so balanced internally, and she always thinks the kindest thing. So rare for a politician. I've not had a lot of reason to interact with either of them, but Everett led that oversight committee after the war. I was impressed with how quickly he organized and how thoroughly he communicated with the public. Alcorn said he's her preference to lead. He's the senior member, so it makes sense, but she was worried Mycroft would try to throw his weight around. She told me Everett put his foot down. I'm hoping that means Everett can see him for who he is. I hope everyone can. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Percy, it's okay to be afraid. Mm. You've always been really good at compartmentalizing. Just don't do that shaming thing, okay? It's not going to help to make yourself sick over feeling the fear to begin with. Thanks, old friend. And I'm getting that. Even through your block, what is it? Alcorn had to ask us to... uh, Just say it. I promise it's not worse than what I'm imagining. We have to operate at half capacity for the duration of the inquiry. They're cutting the budget anyway. Optics. Right. Okay, of course. 
Sorry, you had to be the one to tell me. Uh, She was going to. I wanted to be the one. I thought it would be easier for you. I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about you. You're doing too much. Nah, I'm fine. I just wish I could figure out why I didn't get called for questioning, too. Divide and conquer. Besides, he knows how you feel about me. He knows that doing it this way will cause us both a lot of pain. You can read him? Not the way I want to. That's gonna suck. He must have learned some new blocking thing. Yeah. Hell. Well, now, if you'd be so kind as to go into that inquiry and set them all straight, I would be very grateful. Because you're sick of pretending you can run the place by yourself? (laughs) Percy! Feeny! Hi, Wesley. Good to see you. Thank you for meeting me. Good thing you're here, Wesley. Percy's finally in the right mental state to take this on. Oh, good. I've been wondering if we'd ever get to that point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go find Sonia and Addie. See you both in there. So, what is your mental state? He said you're fine, but... Wesley, I need to tell you something. You're my lawyer, so you have to keep stuff confidential, right? Yes, to both of those things. Unless you're about to tell me that you think I shouldn't have worn the yellow suit today, in which case, I don't need to know that. No, I love the suit. Yellow's awesome. Tells a story. I'm a fan of both you and the suit. Good. Thank you. Okay, I'm all ears. Mycroft is broadcasting to me. Thought broadcasting. Not just emotions? Like words? Thoughts? Yes. Every morning. This morning he did it, and apparently it gave my baby son his first heightened receptive panic attack. Wesley, I can't do this. I'm so terrified. Hey, Feeney was right. You are ready. What? Listen, kiddo, to act like you're fine means that you're not acknowledging the very real danger you're in. In the first place, Daniels is a giant chucklehead. A, ch- a what? A chucklehead. A codface. A rattlecap. A fibble. A galumpus. A gadabout. A scallywag. Are you... <laughs> Where are you getting these? It's a dictionary my team created. Ways to describe narcissists and psychopaths. We're done with them, with letting them have respectable descriptions. I see. Try it. What's the worst name you could give him that would make you giggle every time you thought of it? He's a... a nozzle. A nozzle? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. What does it mean? I don't know. It was a name my grandmother used to call people when they do stupid things. I like it. I'm adding it to the list. Thank you. I needed a laugh. Laughing is good. We're going to need some laughing today. This is terrifying, and I'm all about honoring that. And this is also ridiculous. Anyone who's spent two minutes with you understands your qualifications and expertise. The whole thing is grandstanding rambunctiousness. (laughs) His broadcasting... Does he do it all the time? Anything abusive we can report? Nothing abusive, and not all the time. Just in the morning, right after I wake up, and I'm trying to get oriented to being awake. When I'm defenseless. Right. Of course. Typical ninny hammer behavior. (laughs) (laughs) Wesley, to know if I've said yet how glad I am you're here. I'm glad to be here. And Percy? Yes. You're not defenseless. You may be in the morning. I'll leave that to you and Feeney to figure out. But in that room... I've got you. Better. You've got cameras. The whole country's watching you, yes. But kiddo, that means they're gonna see whatever he does. So let them. Let them. Yep. You worry about telling the truth and doing what I've taught you. Let go of the need to show them who he is. Let them see who he is. 
He's a trompel face. Good one. <laughs> okay, let's go. I'm ready. I call these proceedings to order. Order. This is the inquiry regarding consent practices of the Federal Reclamation Center. I'm Senator Christopher Everett of Texas, chair of the Senate Committee on Justice Reform. With me is Senator Mycroft Daniels of Massachusetts, chair of the Senate Committee on Budget Oversight, also a member of the Senate Committee on Justice Reform, and Senator Amelia Gold of Oregon, member of the Senate Committee on Justice Reform. Other members of the committee present include Senator Dawn Alcorn of Maryland and Senator Kieran Dalton of Minnesota. I didn't know Dalton was going to be here. Neither did I. Alcorn said he was still too frail. Senator Daniels, as senior member, you will be asked to make our opening remarks. Prior to this, I will ask Senator Gold to read the committee's proposed investigative scope. Our purpose is to explore consent practices. As a serious violation of these practices was reported at the Reclamation Center in June of last year. While our investigation has bearing on the upcoming budget renewal, we are not here to determine if the center's line items should be renewed on the approved budget. That decision will be made after this inquiry has concluded and the findings have been adjudicated. Adjudicated, polite way to say they intend to scapegoat someone. Thank you, Senator Gold, Senator Daniels. Thank you, Senator Everett. First, I want to say that I'm grateful to the non-committee senators who have chosen to attend today. I see my good friend, Senator Vasquez, who has often fought side by side with our committee to discuss both cultural and political change across the aisle. I would next like to thank those committee members, Alcorn and Dalton, who chose to be with us and stepped down from questioning because of personal relationships with those we're investigating. Thank you for your courage and service. I'd like to take a moment to talk about victims. Victims of this heinous type of abuse, this emotional abuse. When I worked as professor at Harvard, I worked with many colleagues in researching how predators are able to gain access to victims. I was incensed by the deception of such abusers and amazed that our laws still don't prevent such abuses from taking place. That's why I've invested so much of my time here on the Justice Reform Committee to ensure that there are no more victims. Did he just take credit for the justice reform? Yep. Think anyone will notice his timelines off? He didn't even join the committee until the Haven was in the process of being dedicated. What a nozzle. What? Oh, it's a... Never mind. I'll explain later. With the precarious position we found ourselves in after war, the death toll raising far past a quarter of our population, all the losses we sustained, there is one thing we can, allow, uh, we can all now agree on. 
No more victims. With all the economic losses, we've still prioritized expenditures toward healing because we as a nation put our tax dollars to the task of treating and healing those who've been abused. But that comes at a cost, a cost to us all. Haven't we been victimized enough? Isn't it time to end the atrocity of abuse? That's why the Reclamation Center was created. And now we find that there is a, a possibility that the resources provided to such a wonderful endeavor might be misused. That's a call for a serious investigation, a serious review of both policy and everyday execution of best practices for everyone, not just for the frontline advocates, but for the directors, right up to the founder and program designer herself. This should be something we shine a light on. Her actions, good or bad, affect every victim and every outcome, and we will investigate everything. We are going to do whatever is needed to protect these victims, to protect their rights to safe passage through this life protect their growth and healing. No more victims. And at the very least, if there have to be victims, let's ensure their healing. I'd like to conclude with one of my favorite quotes from Eli Weisel. We must always take sides. Neutrality helps the oppressor, never the victim. Silence encourages the tormentor, never the tormented. This is a fight that we will all need to choose sides. It is a fight where it will be very important to know where you stand. Because we're fighting for victims and against oppressors. I got that flash. What's it about? That quote he just used? It was Percy's mission statement back in college. I, I was there when she gave it to him. Nozzle? Nozzle. Uh, thank you, Senator Daniels. We'll be starting the inquiry by reviewing the special report on capacity and residence at the Federal Reclamation Center from Senator Alcorn through the Senate Committee on Justice Reform that was submitted last week. For the media present, you can obtain the report on your personal intercon uh, by using your vidcom with the search term Alcorn Inquiry Report. I'll be reading through the highlighted sections beginning on page 113. Yes, I am exhausted. And yes, you? You were a rock in there, Percy. I'm so proud of you. It's probably for the best that the morning was spent on presenting data instead of calling witnesses. Not the whole morning. Stupid Nozzle's remarks at the beginning. <laughs> Nozzle, wow. Percy, you work fast. Didn't get all that lobbying done staying quiet. 
We're good at spreading great ideas. Ugh. Speaking of staying quiet. What? The Elie Wiesel quote he used. Oh, right. I remember that now. Do you think the Empathic Council heard it as a manipulative personality duplication? Even if they did, they wouldn't be able to verify it. She told them about it, what, 25 years ago now? It'd be hard for them to track down that he was using it in that way. He's got a terrifyingly complete block right now. Not even a stray thought during Everett's reading of the whole data table. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> what? I love watching psychopaths squirm when their plots involve boring things that require effort. It's awesome. Besides, Everett has a cool voice. I could listen to him all day. You know what, Wesley? I just really like you. I do too. <laughs> I thought Everett made a good point, though. We provided services to far more people than we should have. We really didn't have the staff capacity to accept the intake numbers represented. That's a problem. Wait, I got that bundle. What's that really about? <sighs> Alcorn informed us that the committee has decided that we'll be operating at half capacity for the duration of the inquiry. Is this another Daniels thing? Oh, it totally is. He knows how much you're hurting with Percy on administrative leave, and he knows it's going to put her on edge to see Feeney trying to juggle all of this while her hands are tied. Wow. You are good. What does half capacity mean, numbers-wise? It means Feeney's not going to be able to hire the new group of advos we were hoping to bring on. And that we're going to have to limit intakes to extreme cases and special exceptions by the trial team. What's going to happen to the others? They're going to have to agree to live in San Fran or Portland at the other centers for the duration of the inquiry. Or to just not be in residence. Speaking of, I've got to get back. You got this? Yes. Especially if they spend the afternoon reading more data. They said they were going to enter the Advo handbook into evidence this afternoon. Hmm. More readings. Yay! Let's just hope it's Everett reading, right? Aside hmm. from his lack of nozzle, he's got a lovely voice. Ooh. Feeney, do you want me to call in the volunteer Advo Reserve? We have plenty of interns that can work with the extended cases. Nah, not yet. Let's save them to see how many intakes we actually get. Reminder, I'm not on administrative leave, so I could easily take on some cases without violating the half-capacity order. <laughs> that? I'll take you up on that. You're one of the best Advos we've ever had. Oh, you're so sweet. Okay, if you're really all set... We've got this. Between Addie, Sonia, and me, we'll keep Percy safe while she shows him what's what. See you soon. Hey, it's Percy and Feeney here. What you've just heard is a work of fiction, but we know that many listeners are living in a world of pain that isn't fictional at all. At the end of every episode, we're going to include an appendix of sorts. Some things we hope will serve those who live with a reality of fear and pain every day. First, we want to let you know about our website, www.empowering.tools, where we keep an ongoing list of books, websites, hotlines, and many other resources for victims and survivors of toxic relationships. Second, we love to hear from you. If you'd like to share your story with us or let us know how the episode impacted you, we'd love for you to reach out. These are deeply emotional things, and we want to give you a chance to share. We're a small team, so an in-depth response isn't always possible, but we do read every message we receive. Third, if you're in crisis or you need to find an immediate way out, please call 800-799-7233 for the National Domestic Abuse Hotline. If your abuser is a parent, 
or a non-romantic relationship, there are other resources we've listed on the website that are just for you. A reminder, emotional violence is still violence. You don't need to have bruises on your body to deserve help, and it's okay to feel what you're feeling when you call. Fourth, be safe. For some, getting out will take planning and time. If you know you need help, do what you need in order to safely get away. Lastly, we know how difficult it can be to believe there's hope on the other side of a toxic relationship. Many on our team know the devastatingly difficult steps it takes to get away from an abusive predator. But there is hope. You don't have to do it alone. If you don't have supportive family or friends, you can still find support at the hotlines we mentioned earlier or at a local hospital or shelter. Thousands of survivors have made it out. Getting out and reclaiming your freedom can be your story. We believe in you. We believe in your future. And, and we, we believe, believe in your right to that freedom. freedom.